I have a lot of people that if the date didn't pan out, remain friends or someone's like, I've had this also. Listen, Cheryl, he was so wonderful. I don't think he's for me, but you don't understand. My best friend would love him. And I've set up the best friend and they hit it off. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really <laughs> nice. It's really nice. We'll all go in. You know, when you're working with a matchmaker, it's very different because everyone is usually on their best behavior. Um, they know we're going to get the feedback on both ends. So you need to represent us well. And usually everyone is, you know, they're, they're best foot forward. Welcome to Making the Change, Optimize Your Health and Mind, where we explore the latest research and expert insights on how to take charge of your health and happiness. I'm Dr. Dave. I'm a board certified physician and an integrative medicine expert. So join me as we learn how to thrive physically, mentally, and emotionally in the next phase of our lives. So let's go dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dave. And today I have a co-host, Cheryl Maida. Correct. Okay. Bye. Um, so this show is all about making the change and stepping into that phase of your life. Um, and today um, I want to talk about powerful woman uh, that has had some struggles and tragedies in her life and has overcome and now is pretty much leave it, living a dream life about bringing people together. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your childhood and some experiences that have led you to your career? Okay. Um, well, first of all, my career is a matchmaker. And so I match people up and I've had many marriages and people that have had families. Um, I've always felt good with doing good things for other people. So therefore, when I was younger, um, you know, my parents getting divorced, actually, I was a little older, like when I was 19. And I always thought that was very sad. And it was very upsetting to see like the breaking up of a family. And of course, divorce being so prevalent now. Um, so I was a recruiter first. When I was in my 20s, I recruited for an executive company where it was all jobs, executive jobs. And I got people, you know, to interview and I helped them along the way. And it was so rewarding. And the the way people expressed how, you know, they were so excited and they were so appreciative. And so I, after I did that job for about eight years, I had three kids. I stayed home. It was my father's idea to become a matchmaker. Um, he thought that it was. That's kind of a strange you have three kids and then it's your father's idea. So tell me a little bit about his thought process. Yeah, so I crazy. And and my dad and I were super, super close. And when he gave me this idea, I thought he was joking. I remember telling you the story. And I'm like, Dad, who do you know that's a matchmaker? And he's like, Well, just think about what you did. You loved interviewing people. You loved finding people jobs, people that had trouble looking for a job, you know, to help them. All you're doing now is setting up two single people. You can do it. I thought he was crazy. I actually got annoyed at the idea. And so later that day, it was like like within 24 hours, I said to myself, huh, like, I wonder if I can do this. As crazy as this sounds, I went on Amazon. I bought a book. I literally bought a book, How to Become a Matchmaker. And Amazon got it within like 48 hours. I read it and I said to myself, I can do this. Like, I could do it. And I started with $26 to buy myself business cards because I thought, hey, that would make me look credible. And that was 13 years ago. And here I am 13 years later. That is amazing. <laughs> you know, I've gone through some changes recently and I've also seen how those changes can impact people. And 
I think what you're doing, which is giving people the opportunity to get together, uh, but in a secure manner. In, in today's day, you don't know who you're meeting on the street. Right. Um, you don't know what their intentions are. Um, and especially if you lived a life and have a lot of experience and you've been rewarded for that financially, you really need to be a little bit secure in the type of people that you want to date and be around and who you surround yourself. So I think by you giving people that ability, I just think that really helps uh, people find real relationships instead of fake relationships. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and especially today, dating is, is just so different today. I mean, the big thing is online. And of course there are, I'm sure some wonderful stories, but you hear more of the scary stories. You know, you go meet a man or a woman, they look nothing like their pictures. They look 30 years older, 50 pounds heavier. No one is screening or vetting that process. So with the matchmaking, exactly what you said, we screen and vet every man and woman. You know who you're going to meet prior. We are looking for quality people that are really looking for something serious. And I got to tell you, it really helps self-esteem so much because a lot of people get very discouraged out there now. And we have a lot of divorcees. We have people that obviously have been single, never married, and a lot of widowers. So it's definitely, um, it's helped a lot of people, you know, with confidence, which is important, which is really important. Yeah, I think if you don't have confidence, it's almost impossible to meet someone. Uh, it tends to make you a lot more introverted. You don't really want to speak out, um, you know, and part of empowering yourself, being in touch with yourself is that, that confidence. And I think the more aware you are of yourself, that builds up your self-esteem too. Um, so what are some of the things that you found have been very important for success? I'd say maybe the top three things. My, this is my opinion for my job, loving what you do. I always think if you love what you do, you do it well. And I love what I do. Um, being passionate about what you do. And again, this is my business, really caring about the people, really wanting to make a difference in people's lives. I always say this, that anybody I've hired aren't women or men that are just looking for a job. They are really want to help someone. So that for me is huge. And I think also, and again, this is just from my experience, because now that I have a partner, I've learned so much from him, not thinking you know it all, because I don't know it all. I know my matchmaking well. I know my recruiting well. Now that I have a partner, I've learned so much more on another side of the business, which is marketing and finding the right people. So I think for me, that's the most important thing. Always saying like, I know I could learn something else today. And that's what has really helped me out. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I was in medical school, that was one of the things I got most. The first day in medical school, um, they had like a 99-year-old doctor come in and lecture the class. It was amazing. And my school happened to be there the 100 year. It was a 100 year anniversary. Wow. So he was a 99 year old doctor lecturing the whole class about what it was like to be a doctor. And he said a couple of things that always rang true to me. Um, if you always put your patients first, you'll always be okay. You never have to worry about finances. Everything will always be fine. Second thing he said is you got to be very careful who you surround yourself because your network is your net worth. And the last thing that he said is, do your purpose, live your purpose, and you'll never work a day in your life. And I think um, people get away from that, especially when they're successful. They found that 
other things are more important um, than themselves. And you don't, if you don't work on yourself and you're not happy with yourself, it's really hard to be happy with someone else. Relationships um, are hard enough. So how are you able to know when you're introducing someone if they're really over that last relationship and they're ready to move on? Well, a lot of times, especially when it comes to matchmaking, they don't come to us if they aren't, like if they're still caught up in the past, only because, you know, it it's not a small fee. And so when people us- usually invest in a matchmaker, they are ready. They put themselves out there because a lot of times if I take a phone call and um, and I could tell over the phone that maybe they're not over a past relationship, I could sense that when they're talking, you know, the whole conversation about some ex-girlfriend or ex or ex-husband or ex-wife, I know moving forward, that's going to be a detriment moving forward, you know, when you're dating. Like one of the biggest red flags is talking about your ex on a first date. So usually the interview by the interview process, I know, okay, maybe a certain time has passed or that individual is ready because that's important. That's actually really important. Yeah. So it's good. Um, you know, because a lot of people might not know how the process works with your company. So maybe you can describe that so sure. people kind of understand why it is the best option instead of yeah. doing it on your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's a very personalized service. Um, if someone is interested, we take a phone call first to explain it, our entire process, um, you know, and of course, in regard to the fees. But more importantly than the fees is the process, the quality of people we have. The fact that we do screen and vet everyone and we interview every man and woman in our database. Um, Our niche also is our specialty are all professionals. So a lot of people that are a professional and looking for that feel very comfortable with that. Um, After the phone call, if someone is interested, I do physically meet every male client or a male that is looking to become a client. We do an interview and then from there, we set him up um, depending on what packages he is, is interested in. We will set up the photographer. We will set up his profile. And then I also set him up with a matchmaker. So everyone does have their own personal matchmaker they work with. And that's so important because the relationship between the two of them, that's what makes it successful or not. Um, other companies, you know, kind of like you'll hear from various different people in the company. I like the one-on-one. It's really important. And probably the most valuable thing we do as matchmakers is we always give feedback. So after every first date, we give feedback. We tell our client what the woman thought. We find out what they thought. And it really helps us learn the client a lot. So we do everything for someone. We set up the dates. We make the introductions. We will always show photos and give a nice description of the woman as well. Um, And then we work with them. It's either in three months, six months, or a year. And the process is great because, as I said, you know, the people that do sign up with us are serious. They're serious about finding someone. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making that investment. That's right. pretty much how it goes. That's great. I mean, there's so many, you know, online dating services, but they don't come with an interview process. They don't come with that vetting process. And even just trying to meet someone on your own, again, if you're well-known, you never know if they're meeting you for you, right. you know? So it's always good to at least know that you're meeting someone on your level right. or that's not interested in that person. Right. So that, that interaction is really important. And the other thing, I think it's really good to have that private or that matchmaker that you can depend on that kind of learns you a little bit, 
But I guarantee a lot of guys are not always open to that criticism after a date. So how do you, I know, I because I know how guys are, I'm one. It's it's definitely not easy to hear that criticism, right. especially, I know you're trying to do it constructively, but it's not an easy thing to hear. So how do you guys have that conversation? That's not the hardest part, believe it or not. Really? Like that, no. And what's interesting is, you know, if there is constructive criticism, it's never terrible. It's never terrible. I mean, my worst case, my worst one was a client I had, very successful man, Horace, you know, picked a lady up he chose to, so they wanted to do that. Had a very nice car, but apparently his car was filthy. Just clothes all over the place, his work stuff all over the place, and apparently our woman that was in the database was a little like, okay, he got out of the car and they went to a nice restaurant for lunch, and he was dressed in like practically gym clothes. And she was just like, couldn't understand. Like, and it was actually, she wasn't happy with that. She just thought it didn't matter what he drove and it didn't matter what he wore, but it was almost as if he, there was no effort put into the date. So I had to tell him that because she didn't want to go out with him again. And I wanted to make sure he didn't do this in the future, moving forward with someone from us or even on his own. So I told him in a very kind way. And um, he wasn't thrilled. He wasn't. And I kept on saying, listen, and I, I tried my best. So what's interesting was I could tell he was a little insulted. Fine. But about two days later, I get a call from him. Okay. The call went like this. I just wanted to tell you, I know you're busy. I don't need to stay on the phone with you forever. I just left the car wash. I got my entire car cleaned. I did the whole nine yards. I am heading to the mall. Would you mind staying on FaceTime with me just for a few minutes? Just help me pick out some outfits. Clearly, I'm not doing something right. And I was a little insulted, but when at the end of the day, I know this is going to really help me. And we literally were on the phone for almost an hour. He was picking out stuff in all the different departments. Was, again, it wasn't about, I don't care what departments do. I don't care what the shirt was. It was just putting him together to present him well, himself well for the first date. So that was like the worst case scenario. But what's usually the hardest is if one party, you know, had a great time and wants to go out again and the other party just didn't feel a connection then I always feel so terrible. So that's usually the harder part. But like I always tell someone, look, they said yes to the date to begin with. So clearly they think you're a good looking man or a pretty woman. And they always come back saying what a gentleman or she was so sweet. But chemistry is a funny thing. You can't see, look at a picture and feel chemistry. You can't read about someone and feel chemistry. It's either there or it's not. So I always say, look, they thought you were beautiful. He thought you were so nice or vice versa. Unfortunately, they didn't feel that romantic connection, but I can't wait for the next one because we will find it. And we just keep it moving, keep it positive and keep it moving. Well, I, I always find there's so much to learn from that criticism. Oh, yeah. That, that's the only way you can really learn is when people right. are, and, and I, I kind of like it, even if, if I feel like I'm doing something really good and someone comes off nasty just because they don't like me, some of the things they say you can really use to make a big benefit in life. But this, if you were getting set up with a friend or even online, who is telling you the next day how the date was or what the girl thought? You either have to pray she answers your call, is she going to text you back, should I call her? We eliminate all the game play. We'll tell you the next day, this is what she thought. This is, you know, and again, a lot of times, nine times out of 10, it's positive. People have heard so much about the person, they saw the picture, and a lot of people really know you can't always judge after one date either. Sometimes we always feel like, you know, even if you're a little hemming and hawing, go out on that second date. One of two things are going to happen. Either A, you're going to be so happy you did because the second date was that much better. Everyone is much more relaxed. You're not, you know, on eggshells. 
Or the second time you'll find out, you know what? Wonderful guy or girl, I, I really don't feel it. But I think a true date minimum is usually a good way of knowing if this is going to move forward or not. Um, have you had a lot of um, clients go out with people and end up staying friends? Because it sounds like they're, they're all kind of in the same place, you know? Oh, I had someone not like not too long ago traveling. They were traveling in Spain together. And I was thinking like, wait, I thought the date didn't work out. Became best of friends. I have a lot of people that if the date didn't pan out, remain friends or... Someone's like, I've had this also. Listen, Cheryl, he was so wonderful. I don't think he's for me, but you don't understand. My best friend would love him. And I've set up the best friend and they hit it off. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. We'll all go in. You know, when you're working with a matchmaker, it's very different because everyone is usually on their best behavior. Um, they know we're going to get the feedback on both ends. So you need to represent us well. And usually everyone is, you know, their they're best foot's forward. Well, that also happens a lot. You go out on that first date and they have their best foot furrow and you go out on the second date where they leave it, right? That's true. No, but not with Right. Not with a lot of people. Never have. So how many uh, marriages has your company oh been God. involved? Um, when I started 13 years ago, I only set up people that wanted to get married. So I had so many marriages and I had people that had kids. And now it's funny, fast forward 13 years, we have a lot of people, like I have people today that are together for two and a half, three years, never wanted to get married. Yeah. I have people that are engaged, don't know when they're getting married. Or we have people that are just living together and they're just so thrilled. So it's very different today. But I would say a lot, like I would, I always say this, that a lot of our clients end up in a relationship from us or they end up renewing because the process was so genuine and they really like the process. And the thought of going back online, they're like, no, I would never do that again. Yeah, I, I think that um, the convenience and that kind of the risk is taken out. You just got to be yourself. Uh, and and that's in today's day when everybody's running around and so busy and you're even helping set up the dates and giving them ideas of locations. It takes that all the headache out of trying to set up the first date with someone that you might like. Um, and then I just feel that... Um, by the way you're kind of doing it, getting to know that person first, you're really able to make sure that they have that right fit. Yeah. And I always say this, and I tell my matchmakers this also, we don't sell a woman's beauty or her physique. We don't sell what a man does for a living or you know how much he has or what he's driving. It is the person. And that's what's so important. You know, All of my men are successful professionals beautiful. All of my women are educated professionals that are all financially secure, could take care of themselves. Beautiful. Got that off the table. Now I talk about the person, you know, and whatever they want to share is fine. I mean, I have a lot of clients actually that have two or three cars. They take the bad car on the first date because they don't want someone to like them for what they drive or what they have. Um, and I hear that a lot, which is interesting. Um, but the good thing is that, as I said, we really, when I say sell, we really talk about quality of a person, what they come with, who they are. And that's why some, I think that's why two people are so excited to meet each other. You know, I don't have women that are gold diggers in my database at all. That's important, especially today. Yeah. Well, in Florida and South Florida, it's needed. Um, but I, there is something else that you said that you made a big point on. Um, you know, because divorce is so prevalent and it's hit so many people so hard, I think it's almost more important just to have that sustainable relationship. So, 
you it's difficult for your job to kind of say success rates of marriages because now especially you're talking about second third fourth marriages they're not they're not that willing to get that married component no. so it might it might be a better way for you to say success for your company if you just say people that are together for a certain amount of time <laughs> say also like the introductions are successful like so far knock on wood we've never had someone come back and say that date was disastrous <laughs> we've never had that so i would say exactly what you said i would say you know we have probably over 90 percent of our clients that go on one like go on an introduction end up going out with that same person at least two or three times which shows us okay we did our job they explain themselves great we we get each other you know and now you have to see what happens obviously Right. You can never put a number on that chemistry. You have to meet in person. <laughs> we'll have to work on that. Right? <laughs> so um, if you were um, a girl, a little girl, and you were to ask Cheryl a question of what was the most important turning point in your life made you who you are today? That's a good question. I'm supposed to answer that right now. This is unscripted, so. Scripted. Yeah, just think about the, the that one turning point. Probably my oldest son surviving cancer. Wow. Yeah, my 22-year-old son, we just celebrated his 20 years cancer-free. So it was right before his two-year-old birthday. He was diagnosed with a very, very rare cancer, and I was only in my 20s. And... um. That was probably, it turned my world upside down, inside out. I've always been a happy, optimistic person. But after that, and again, doctors told us he had a better chance of getting struck by lightning. So this was like our first kid on my family side, first grandkid. Um, I mean, we thought like this was it. I mean, so, and we, again, he's 22. We just celebrated his 20 years cancer-free. So that to me was a turning point. Like I said to myself, like, I always looked at it like the doctors saved my kid's life. Like, how can I give back? I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to save someone's life. But wait, I could save it in different ways. And I think that's what got me into recruiting, finding jobs. You know, it kind of led to like make like helping someone else. I have to tell you, um, I, I find that amazing because I, I think a lot of people that do uh, job recruiting, they don't really see how amazing that is right you, you're, you're life-changing for somebody yeah that's a qualified person trying to find a job and you're able to get that for them but to me uh, matchmaking is just such another level because our lives surrounded by love and if you don't have that partner in your life you're missing a huge component of life you want someone to travel that journey with and I think being able to go find people that want to fill that part in their, oh, in their, in their heart, right? And be able to match them up, it, it, that's a gift. Well, it's very rewarding. And as I said, it also gives a lot of hope to people. That's what I always feel sorry for. Like I'm dealing up with a client now who just was ready to throw in the towel and actually moved to like California because he just thought like there was just no one here. And it ended up the move didn't happen. He re-signed with us. And I just got the most beautiful call from him this morning in this text. And he's, I said, to him, okay, calm down only because, you know, it's new. But he is so excited. And just the joy he has. 
just the confidence he has. Um, I always tell him, stop thanking me. All I did was make the introduction. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. She's falling for you. Not, that has nothing to do with me. So I know people try to give us so much credit sometimes, and I appreciate that, but it's not. It's, I said to him, whatever you're doing, she really likes. And you say there is a lid for every pot. So just the fact that he told me he can't sleep because he's so excited, like that made me want to cry, you know? And as I said, we have some widowers who we were married for 30 years. who are like, I wouldn't even know how to go on a date. Like, are you sure I'm not too old? I don't have an age limit. I know some matchmakers do. I don't believe in that. A guy who's 75 can't find somebody. I have a lot of guys in their 70s that are clients of mine. So I don't feel like age to us is a number. And that's one of the reasons why we kind of took age off of our database. So when people look at each other, you can search a certain age. If you want to search 40 to 50, you will find women only 40 to 50. We recently took off age because I don't want men or, or women looking at a face and instead of reading all about them, okay, this guy's 49, nope, too old. This girl's 47, that's too No, no, it's not about the age. You know, read what they come with, read who they are. You know, and I think people are kind of focused too much on the numbers sometimes. Now, sometimes if you want to have a family, I understand that, you know, a certain age is important. But otherwise, does it really matter if the girl's 41 or 49? Does it really matter if the guy is 45 or 50? Shouldn't. Though so that's where age comes in. Well, I mean, being in South Florida, we see a lot of 70-year-olds or 30-year-olds. Well, yes. And and I and I see the other side of that because um, my medical practice has changed from just doing medicine. Now we life coaching yeah. and involved with all that other aspect. And just finding out what people really are looking for in their lives, it's not easy to fix those things a lot of times if they're not working on themselves. Right, right. Um, and, and I think by combining what you do and their mentality, which you spend a little bit of time on, but it's hard in the relationship that you have with them, just steered towards their mm -hmm. betterment and meeting someone. Right. So it's important for you to help them know when they need to go get an issue fixed, That's which you're able to do. Like I called you with the, I don't know how to shop, you know, and you have, you have a way to help. Um, cause that's what they're looking for. They're looking for answers. And even if you don't have the answer, at least you have advice. So I, I love what you do. I think you're a true inspiration. I think women, uh, should follow their dreams like you have and yeah. follow their talents. Um, and let that superpower work. And I commend you for being able to do that. Yeah, it's great. I love what I do. I hope I do it forever. We'll see how long, but hopefully forever. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Making the Change, Optimize Your Health and Mind. We hope you found the information and insights we shared to be helpful and inspiring. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend or family member who would also benefit. We believe that the more people that have access to this information, the better equipped they will be to thrive in the next chapter of their lives. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show so you'll never miss a single episode. We'll be back next week with more expert insights and actionable tips to help you optimize every aspect of your life. Until then, take care and remember to always prioritize your health and well-being.